Welcome back, Roto Life Podcast. Bennett and McKay, we've got a cool episode this week. Mm-hmm. This it, is an interesting one. I don't know. It's a bit vulnerable. I it, mean, they're all a bit vulnerable. This, this one, one's a bit above average vulnerable. I think so, yeah. So we, we went to South America. Yeah, we spent the fall, like the end of the year 2023 in South America. Yeah. We spent, I don't know, we were gone six, seven weeks, something like that. Yeah. And we spent most of them. Working in Argentina. Like we were still working, yeah, doing we our in, thing, but we were exploring Argentina. Yeah. yeah. And we loved it. We'll talk more about that probably in another episode. But we also did a pit stop. Um, halfway through, we spent a week in Peru. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Yeah. So, so we what went, did we get up to? We went to Peru for a really specific reason. Very specific. We didn't advertise it. We didn't talk a lot about this. No, we didn't really tell anybody we did it until after we did it. And even then, we there's I, a lot of people who are going to hear about it for the first time on this podcast. Most of our friends and family have no idea that we even did this but we went to peru went to the sacred valley yeah the sacred valley so like it's like the andes yep the the andes mountains there's this valley near cusco peru we went to machu picchu that was a bucket list item that was really cool we'll talk a little bit about that but the the most time we're going to spend is going to be talking about the retreat that we went to so we went to a retreat in the sacred valley in the mountains of peru and we took ayahuasca, mm-hmm. an ayahuasca retreat. Mm-hmm. So why did we do that, Bennett? Let's back up a little bit. Yeah. I think, well, we're on this personal growth journey. And, you know, I I didn't really know a lot about ayahuasca. I had heard about it and heard things like, you know, it can be really powerful in your in understanding who you are and on your personal growth journey and it can heal past traumas and it's like having 10 years of therapy in one session and I heard all kinds of things about ayahuasca and so I thought that it would be an interesting to try to to look into. And we heard about it from lots of different people. We saw lots of different documents. Like Will Smith talked about it. Matthew McConaughey. We listened yeah. to both of their books. And and specifically, once we heard like about it, we went looking for documentaries to yeah. really understand what is it that we're thinking about getting into here. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, you know, as part of this journey, we decided we would give it a go and, and, and see. but we didn't take it lightly and I think no. it's important if this is meant for you or you're meant for ayahuasca that you understand that it's not something to just take lightly I think if there's something you take away from we're gonna talk about the whole process of you know you've just heard a little bit about how we first heard about it but you're also gonna hear about the research that we did mm-hmm. how we decided where to do it how to do it our experience while on ayahuasca Mm -hmm. and some of the after the lessons that we learned and the less yeah totally. because that was the biggest hugest part but i would say that so there's lessons that we're gonna from our experience on ayahuasca but there's also lessons and things to take away from leading up to and after Mm -hmm. that i i really want to make sure that it's very clear that it's not something to take lightly because it is a powerful powerful medicine that Mm -hmm. that you take and so leading up to it, we had to figure out, one, do we really want to do this? Mm-hmm. Because we've seen, you know, heard stories of how it can go and how some people have had some very 
powerful experiences that didn't leave them feeling great. Mm -hmm. And some had some magical experiences that had them feeling fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so there's all obviously all kinds of different options that that can happen for you. But for us, we ultimately decided that it was something that we felt could help on our personal growth journey and learning more about who we are as yeah. people. And I was really nervous. Totally. You're not the only one. I was I think, really nervous. I think nervous. most people are. Yeah. yeah. I was really nervous going into it, but you but, especially did a lot of research into where we were going to do it. I, I wanted to make sure that it was something that was safe and they were looking out for our best interest. Because you hear these horror stories of these pop-up shamans that, you know, they come and they give you the medicine, you take it and they leave, you're kind of left to your own devices mm-hmm. and, and things don't go well. And, and so I wanted to make sure that that was not our experience. Mm-hmm. And so we did some research and we found a retreat center that's a very reputable, it had lots of reviews in it, and it had doctors on site, it had a psychologist on site, it had shamans and healers, it had uh, nurses, it had a medical room with oxygen and some medicines, and they would t- take um, your vitals before, during, after to make sure that you were doing okay on it. There was so many protocols and and it was I, I got a really great feeling for it mm-hmm. that it felt like this was the right place so if there's anything you take away from you know making the decision on whether to do ayahuasca I would say do the research and f- be comfortable with who you're going to be mm-hmm. who's going to be administering it and yeah. where you're going to be and is it going to give you that that feeling of safety and security are they going to be looking out for your best interest because we liked that combination of the traditional and western medicine yeah. there together and so that's how we ended up specifically in peru because that's where the the retreat was and what was really <laughs> great about them was that they gave you guidance lots of guidance prep work things to do so that you got the best experience possible from ayahuasca so they send you things to restrict your your diet for you know two weeks out so for example no pork because pork i guess mixes with the medicine and, and it makes you not feel so good for for quite a while so they want you to be you know no pork and different things like that mm-hmm. so it it really by the felt end of like it we were just having chicken and ri- white rice basically literally <laughs> chicken and rice leading yeah so two weeks they give you restrictions then they restrict it even more for a week and then it's it's go time on the day of it's just fruit i was pretty hungry yeah yeah <laughs> But they want you to have the best experience possible, which mm-hmm. is which is really great. So I would say do the research. The next thing was we were doing it for a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do ayahuasca, but it wasn't just let's go get high. Mm-hmm. It was that no. wasn't what this was. It was let's go learn about who we are as people and why we are the way we are, and maybe there's some real lessons we can pull from this experience. Mm-hmm. And so go in with an intention. What is it that you want out of this? What do you want out of this? And have that in front of mind as you're going through this experience. And it helps to have that to focus on too, I find, because like it's a little nerve wracking at the beginning. And so as you're going through the day leading up to, and then when the ceremony and everything starts, having that intention in your mind helps keep you focused and keeps your mind from going to all these crazy places. Because I was, you know, I, I was, I was for sure nervous of how I would react to the whole thing. All the documentaries we saw, people get sick and I hate getting sick and, you know, mentally, how was a guy going to react to it? And so having the intention 
refocusing on why I was there was a really strong grounding for me as we got going. And then obviously we traveled to the retreat center, like the, as the days got closer and we were just eating chicken and rice and then the day <laughs> of you wake up and you just have fruit essentially for the whole day and then you get to the retreat center and they treat you pretty well and mm -hmm. they walk you through the holes. It's such a beautiful it was place. Gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Right in, in the, the sacred Andes. valley. Right in the middle of the mountains. Yeah. We're down in this valley looking at literally on all sides of you, mountains everywhere. It's it so beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. That helped a lot. Totally. It was such a it was such a serene, peaceful yeah. place. It was it really helped. But when you get there they, they you know, the, you get introduced to the shaman and the healers and you have time to ask questions and they answer your questions and they go through this whole process of what the day is going to, the night's going to look like mm -hmm. and they walk you through it. And it was um, really great. And then we get to the place where you're actually going to do the ayahuasca and it's like this round room mm -hmm. with single beds kind mm -hmm. of you know, spaced out around. There's about 12 people, I think in our session. Yep. And you know, there's a shaman and a couple of healers, the psychologist, the nurse, the doctor, they're all around. They're all there. They're all monitoring and checking on you. And then, so you get into the room and you do this hour long uh, meditation yeah. and kind of uh, just prepping just, you. Yeah. And mentally. then it's, then it's time to get in your little bed and they give you a shot glass with what the looks medicine. like motor oil in it. Yeah. It's this thick, dark, dark liquid that uh, I th I felt it, it, it was kind of earthy and it had dirt. a little hint of like black licorice almost mm. type flavor, but, but, but like dirt. Yeah. It was it, awful. It was, it was <laughs> tough to get down, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be from yeah. what I had heard. It's true. Yeah. It's so still they, pretty bad. Yeah. And they give you a shot glass. So we, you know, you down it and then, and, and then, then you wait and then you wait. It's yeah. You, I think it was about an hour. Yeah. And we could talk about our experience. So why don't you go first? Talk, talk about your experience. So we did two ceremonies. That's right. It was a three day, three day, two, two night. night and the two ceremonies. You yeah. can do a three night, a five night, which has three ceremonies or a mm -hmm. seven day, which, which is five. five ceremonies. So we opted for the short, the short one. one. Yeah. yeah. Two. Yeah. I wasn't even sure I wanted to do two, to be honest, when we were booking it. One yeah. was probably enough. So the first night was interesting for me. I took the medicine and waited and waited and waited. And they, I knew that they were coming around after an hour to check and see how we were, how our experience was going. The psychologist yeah. was going to come around and I wore my watch that night. And so I was really keeping track of how long everything sort of took for my night to unfold. But he got to me around an hour and a half and I felt nothing to that point. It felt like everyone else in the room was starting to have some level of experience, you know, you can hear someone getting sick. You can hear someone having their their experience over on the side. Like everyone was having, seemed like everyone had stuff going on. I was feeling no change, absolutely nothing. I was sitting up in my little cot and there was one lit candle in an otherwise very dark room. And I just was focused on that flame and my intention and I felt nothing. So when he came around, I told him, he's like, well, maybe we'll give you a little bit more. And I was like... A really, really little, little, little bit more. So it came over just a little bit more. I took that and it didn't take long after that to start having a very uncomfortable experience. I started to feel very sick. And as they had told us, you're probably going to throw up and that's medicine working. It's purging, you know. It's a good that, thing. It's a good thing. That's when everything really starts. Yeah. So the, the throwing up is sort of the first thing. 
And so I started to feel very, very sick not long after my, my little extra. And one of the healers came over and she sang and chanted at the foot of my bed. And I don't remember any specific visions, but there was just lights and a lot going on. Yeah. And I felt horrible and just kind of eventually fell asleep for a bit. And then I woke up and felt amazing. <laughs> it was just euphoric. Yeah. Like it was fabulous. Yeah. And I was, I could talk to you for a few minutes beside me and I felt, I felt great. You know, some, someone asked if I would do it again in that moment. I was like, hell yeah, this is, this is wonderful. Like I, I just felt amazing. And I had these moments of really intense gratitude. Mm -hmm. Like I could see some of the shit that I'd gone through in my life from the lens of thank God that happened to me yeah. because otherwise I wouldn't be living the life I'm living. And I was crying tears of gratitude, seeing all the shitty experiences in my life because it brought me to exactly where I am, which I'm, I'm super grateful for. And mm -hmm. so it was just this really intense gratitude in my life mm -hmm. and then after about an hour that euphoria oh. started to turn yeah. and the rest of the night was really really bad challenging yeah it was we, we the ceremony started i think around seven seven yeah and so that's when the, the meditation started the meditation and then i think we took the medicine around eight okay yeah and so i think some people were starting to leave around midnight 11 12 people yeah, were starting to leave midnight, yeah by about one i think i was still really unable to function the doctor came took my vitals and i ended up going and laying down on the bed your vitals were fine you just yeah, weren't feeling well. my vitals were great yeah you just i just felt well. like yeah. shit yeah i couldn't couldn't so i i laid down in the medical bed and you laid with me and yeah i had a really difficult night it right. lasted a very very long time yeah for context most people were gone by probably two Mm -hmm. You stayed until 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. You stayed yeah. there until 7, yeah. 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 So that was my first night That was experience. your first night. Mm -hmm. So what were the big lessons on the first night? Gratitude. Yeah. I, I really got a it strong... Really, you honed in on oh the... Oh, my God. It the, was such the, a strong... You don't always realize it in the moment, mm -hmm. how these... Generally, it, it, you can be appreciative and grateful for the good times. Yeah. It's really hard to be grateful for the really bad times in the moment. Mm -hmm. But I got a really clear vision of how important all those bad times were to yeah. get me to where I needed to be. And so gratitude for the shit yeah. I, was, a, was a big lesson from first. the first night. Yeah. And then um, when I got up that morning, when I eventually made my way back, we, we left the medical facility and went back to our rooms because um, we were in separate rooms boys and girls were separated so that was a bummer <laughs> but we went back to our rooms and I was really struggling with am I going to do this again mm -hmm. tonight because so hold that thought that's, a, that's okay. a cliffhanger for you okay okay so then that was your first night and yeah. then, so my experience was a little bit different than yours on the first night we got to the point where they gave us the the medicine when it took you an hour and a half and you weren't feeling it mm -hmm. i think it was about about an hour in i um started to get this weird f feeling of this almost like i was floating a little bit and all of a sudden out of nowhere i realized that tears were just pouring out of my eyeballs like my face was soaked i was crying so much but i was so happy it was like tears of gratitude. Similar to you, I had this this feeling of 
I'm so grateful to be in this place going through this experience. I'm in this beautiful place. Like it's breathtaking, literally mm-hmm. breath. Like it it's gorgeous. such a beautiful yeah. place. Like, I don't know if I've been in any place that was more breathtaking mm-hmm. than that. And <clears throat> I'm in this place and I've, I get to have this experience. And it was just tears of gratitude and similar with like all kinds of thoughts of things that I've gone through, but the good, the bad and how it got me here and how I'm super grateful for all of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a kaleidoscope of colors and shapes and weird things happening in my visions. And mm-hmm. it was just weird. <laughs> and then I just started to not feel good. I started to get sick. So the purging comes at different times for people. Sometimes it's like the first thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's partway through. Sometimes, sometimes like me, it doesn't happen at all. Yeah, you didn't get sick mm-hmm. at all, but I did. And boy, did I. It Lots. Like it just kept purging and purging and purging. And this may be too much information for folks, but for the full experience, so mm-hmm. you understand if this is something you're con- contemplating or something that you're thinking about doing, you you get the full, full meal deal. <laughs> to the point where, there was so much that I had run out mm-hmm. of actually producing anything. And I was like just dry going heaving. through the motions, but nothing was going. And that mm-hmm. was the worst part. Yeah. Dry having is the worst. That was the worst part. But I got through it. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of little nicks and injuries and mm-hmm. things that have come up in my life. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, while on this medicine, those different injuries, like I've dislocated this shoulder several times. Mm-hmm. And it would just start twitching. Like mm-hmm. weirdly, it would just twitch and I still have a little bit of a lingering sprained finger Mm -hmm. that that's kind of sore and that would twitch and I get muscle cramps in my legs Mm -hmm. like I haven't figured that out a deficiency in some electrolyte or something that I've been dealing with when we're running and my legs were twitching and I was almost getting cramps in my leg they it was just so fascinating and they tell you at the front like all these things that you're going through the medicine's working through your body and it like focuses on areas that need attention Mm -hmm. and so I found that was weird that different body parts were shaking and vibrating but they were the same ones that I had injured previously yeah my attention goes to them Mm -hmm. day to day the odd time with injuries and stuff and then I at some point was getting a sense from what you were up to Mm -hmm. because you were you know what five feet maybe four feet yeah, yeah yeah four or five feet for sure um in the next bed over and obviously, I'm concerned about what you're, you're up to and how you're experiencing this. And I can tell at a certain point, you're not doing <laughs> super well. No. Like you're struggling. And I can see that. And my brain goes to, but I want to take that away. I don't want you to feel that. Almost like give it to me. Give me whatever she's going through right now. Give that Give that to me. So I, I'll take it. But then eventually, I came to this realization of like, but that, that would be robbing you of an experience of going through a challenging time and getting on the other side of it. And also it just came to me that you're capable of getting through this. Like you don't need me as le- as much as I would love to, you know, support you and get you, th- but you don't need me. I would have happily given it to you in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. You were struggling. Yeah. But, but the realization, the epiphany that I got was like, it's, it it was coming from almost like a place ego. Like I have to protect you, Mm -hmm. but I actually, in this moment, I don't like, this is, this is your, this is your journey. This Mm -hmm. is your situation to get through. And there's no one I know that's more capable to push through this than you. And so I, I don't actually need to be 
inserting myself in mm-hmm. this and it was it was almost like this epiphany of you don't need to do that for her she's mm-hmm. capable and this is her journey and you'd be robbing her of going through that experience if you jumped in and tried to save the day mm-hmm. and she's not asking you to she doesn't need you to so buzz off <laughs> mind your business <laughs> but that was an epiphany i got and it, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a really cool eye-opening learning that i mm-hmm. hadn't really considered that point of view before right and it's interesting because one of my big takeaways from this whole experience both nights is i'm stronger than i think i am yeah you are when i was struggling when we we were in that medical bed after most people had left and i was crying and miserable and wanted to go home and wanted this to be over and like it was fucking brutal yeah but i made it through totally i came out the other side of it so if i can get through that i can get through through all of it yeah and so i would say then towards the end of my journey that night i then joined you on yours (laughs) but the end of my journey you know was i don't know one o'clock maybe two Mm -hmm. o'clock one one thirty something like that and I felt like just like a newborn baby deer. When I got mm-hmm. up, I just, I didn't have sea legs. Yeah. I was just wobbly. Yeah. And and the, the shaman or someone mm-hmm. helped me to the door and got me kind of situated. And mm-hmm. and then I was starving. <laughs> starving because we hadn't eaten in 24 hours. The only thing we had was a piece of fruit like, I don't know, 12 hours before Yeah, or you have to stop eating at like 2 p.m. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So you had not even had a piece of fruit in 12 hours. Yeah. And so I ate a couple pears. They had some pears, some mm-hmm. fruit there for us and stuff. And then and then you weren't feeling well. So we j- I joined you. But, but that was the first night. Mm-hmm. And so that morning I was struggling with the decision to whether or not to do it again. Because the invitation had been extended that you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, you get supper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was, you could, you could, get, to you could get to eat. Yeah. But also, it's funny what we learned in... In some of the documentaries and then the research we did was traditionally regular people didn't actually ever take the ayahuasca. The shaman took the ayahuasca on your behalf and like imparted the wisdom to you from that experience. Because I don't think we've talked about this at all. The shaman and the healers play a very important role Mm -hmm. in the ceremony and they're there and Mm -hmm. people are going through these different experiences. And they're taking the medicine too. They take the medicine, but they're also seeing what you're going through. So they see things that we don't see Mm -hmm. as regular individuals. Like they're seeing darkness or light or heaviness or yeah they're seeing all these things that you're dealing with and so if they see you struggling with something if they see like a dark cloud Mm -hmm. or whatever it is they see they comment at the end of your bed and they chant which which happened to me the first night yeah Yeah. and they and i'm gonna get into my experience in the second night but they start chanting and whatever it helped to dissipate that negative energy Mm -hmm. that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. and so that that's that's really fascinating. So yeah. So yeah, traditionally the shamans took the medicine, yeah. not people. Yeah. And so the other option, if you didn't want to do it the second night, was you could be in the room Yeah. and the shamans and the healers would take the medicine and you could still be part of the experience with taking the medicine yourself. Yeah. And so I was trying to decide what I wanted to do and I was leaning towards not doing it the second night because I was just fresh out of my really miserable experience but before you get to what you decide the that day what did we do like there's a there's a not just a it's not just ayahuasca that you do at these retreats right yeah we we volunteered we went to a, like a kindergarten which is a really cool so like 
this was part of this retreat center. They give back to the community. Mm -hmm. So in the surrounding area around this, this mm -hmm. is pretty isolated, but there's towns, you know, mm -hmm. within half an hour or so. Yeah. We went to a, a little Peruvian elementary school mm -hmm. and hung out with kids. Played with kids. Played with kids for yeah. like an afternoon. That was really fun. Yeah, it was great. And so, and then it was after that, that I had to have my decision. Like we had a debrief and I had decided going into the debrief that I was going to do it, but I had been leaning away from doing it because I was afraid to have a similar experience again. What changed your mind? I did not want to relive night one for a second time. And am I going to, am I some kind of masochist to put myself through this again, knowing what I went through on night one? And so that, that's what was going through my head. Like, why would I set myself up for failure like this? What changed? And then I just had a moment of clarity that I'm making this decision based on fear. Mm -hmm. I'm a, like, like I just said, I'm afraid I'm going to have a situation and experience like I had the first night, second night. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of reliving this experience. I'm afraid. And suddenly I just became aware that that's my, my self-talk was I'm afraid of this. Am I going to make a decision? Mm -hmm. based on fear it's so obviously based on fear and it's like I also I came all this way to have this experience and mm -hmm. you know I'm learning like it or like like the experience or not I'm learning a lot from it and so I decided that I would do it again I would take less medicine this time and definitely not top up after the first hour and a half, <laughs> if I wasn't feeling so it. So you also learned patience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting. We did a debrief before the second night and we kind of were grouped off into, into groups and you and I weren't together. And we... They were really trying to keep us apart at this retreat. <laughs> they were. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> and so we were in different groups and, and my group had two people that I, you know, didn't know in it. And we talked about our experience and both of them fed back to me the same message in different ways, but they they told me to leave my watch at home because I was living too much in my head on the first night. I was trying to logic my way through it. I was trying to understand. That doesn't it. sound like you. I know, right? Like it's exactly me. <laughs> and so leave my watch out so that I'm less paying attention to that and I'm more living in the moment and so that I can feel what's going on. Mm-hmm that I need to let myself feel what's happening. And so that was my intention coming into the second night mm -hmm. was to just, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to feel it. I'm mm -hmm. going to feel it all. Mm -hmm. And so I told the psychologist I wanted three quarters of a shot this time instead of a full shot. And then I changed my mind and said I wanted half a shot, but he still gave me three quarters. And so we're supposed to take the whole shot when we get it. And I didn't. I didn't. I left a little tiny bit at the bottom to make it more like a half than, a, than three quarters. And I had a milder experience for sure. And it did not last all night like the, like the previous night. And it was interesting. I didn't really notice much happening until the healer came to the foot of my bed and started singing and chanting. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't stop crying. Mm -hmm. Just sobbing and couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long she was at the foot of my bed because I did not wear my watch. Yeah. But it felt like it was quite a while yeah. until I just had nothing left in me. Like I yeah. I felt it all. It all came out. And it was in my mind, it was almost like it's almost like I was grieving for the old versions of me that had to die 
to grow into the person mm-hmm. I need to be. And it sounds like super woo-woo and super, I forget the word I'm looking for, but it was just this weird feeling of grieve all of those versions of you so that you can just leave them in the past. And I didn't purge again. Yeah. I also, there was you, no no physical... You never ever did get sick. I never did get sick from from the medicine, but I feel like You're a machine. the crying was what? the purge. Like I feel like I, I purged it out my eyeballs in the second night because... Yeah. By eleven thirty or so, I was good to go. Your your immune system is is well built and just like your um, digestive system <laughs> yeah. is well built and didn't need to purge it. it just I would have loved like to a have, machine. I would have loved to have purged the first night. Yeah. I would have felt a lot better, a lot faster yeah. if I could have purged. Yeah. But for me, the lesson from the second night was when I let myself feel it, when I cried and just yeah. let that whatever. I don't know what she was chanting, yeah. but whatever she was chanting brought it out of me. Yeah. And when I let myself feel it, it passed. Yeah. It passed through me. And so I've got a tendency to avoid things I don't want to feel. And that makes it last longer. And so this was one of the lessons I talked about in terms of our 2023 lessons. And we talked about like being the bison and running into the storm as opposed to being the cow and running away from the storm. Mm-hmm. Let yourself feel it so that it will pass through you and go as opposed to trying to avoid the feeling and have it stick around that was my second night second night yeah my second night was very different than my first night my first night i would say was more euphoric happy gratitude second night started off way darker mm-hmm. way different it's interesting because it was the same medicine same batch and like that can happen right like mm-hmm. we've heard like one minute you'll get one experience one night and a completely different one another night <clears throat> And can confirm. <laughs> yeah, the second night, I also took a little bit less. The first night, it was a full full shot. Mm-hmm. Second night, it was probably three quarters. Mm-hmm. And it, it took about the same amount of time to kick in. Mm-hmm. But instead of the kaleidoscope of colors and happiness and gratitude, it was scenes of death and darkness and demons. And there was like a scene out of Saw, like a Saw movie where there was like a body hearts going oh through a gosh. shredder like it oh, was geez. and it was all these visions on like almost like a like conveyor belt on a conveyor belt flashing before me going across my face like just different visions and and some of them were kind of rolling off the off the screen or whatever but they were just kind of rolling by and it was scary as shit i'm not going to lie but i went in with the attention of whatever it is just hang with it there's something here feel it understand what is it, what can I learn from this what am I supposed to get from this and so I was kind of having that intention of you know seeing these body parts and darkness and weirdness and and then all of a sudden the last scene of the slideshow instead of rolling off the screen it kind of turned and behind it was like this puppet master like it was like this you got a behind like the monster. View. It was like this monster, like this. I can't remember exactly. But it was like a monster or a dragon or something. Scary looking teeth and all that. But it it turned around and behind the scenes was this like guy mechanically operating <laughs> the thing. And so the message that I that I took was these things that we're afraid of, these fears that we have in our life, like they're not real. They're not an actual thing. They're a figment of our imagination. They're just how we be- we feel about a certain thing, how what we believe about a certain thing. It was just 
this puppet master, this fear was, it was just this normal guy. It wasn't anything to actually be afraid of. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the big lessons I took from that. that was one of the first scenes. And then I, I, I began to feel sick. But I didn't actually purge the second night. Hmm, interesting. And, but I did feel like I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I, and the night before I hadn't gotten up mm-hmm. early in the ceremony, like I did this night, way wobblier on my legs, <laughs> way wobblier. And so anyway. They had people I, who escorted Yeah, you. yeah. I got help to the bathroom and, but, but I, you know, I didn't get sick. Mm-hmm. And so a little bit different that way. And then I came back and, and I struggled more throughout the night. It was, it was these negative thoughts and feelings kept coming over me. Mm-hmm. And the first night, the healers, they would swing by, mm-hmm. I would say. They would st- sit at the foot of the bed and they would chant for a minute or two, but they moved on, mm-hmm. and which I took as I didn't need them. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't think that I needed them, so mm-hmm. they would move on to someone else who was struggling more. The second night, I feel like they camped out <laughs> at the end of my bed. Like, yeah. I think that they could sense some real darkness and negativity and mm-hmm. weird vibes coming from me. And they would chant and chant and chant. And one even lit up some sort of smoke, like mm-hmm. cigarette thing, and was blowing smoke on me, trying to clear the mm-hmm. negative energy from me. Because I was going through some stuff. And, um, eventually as they were doing that, I started to feel the gratitude and the love, like who, like, I don't even know this person, Mm -hmm. but she is, she has dedicated herself to doing this. And she's come to the foot of my bed, knows that, doesn't know me from anyone, Mm -hmm. sees that I'm struggling and is trying to do whatever she can to get me out of that struggle. Mm-hmm. Like it's just an act of love. And I was just so grateful to have her, mm-hmm. this person I may never meet ever again in my life. Mm-hmm. Likely won't. Likely won't. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But yeah, just doing everything she can, blowing smoke, chanting, doing all these things. And it was just, it felt like I just had this real sense of gratitude wash over me mm-hmm. and and I felt the love but eventually she made her way around the room and another healer came and when she was chanting at the foot of my bed I start it, it started to turn things from really really negative to more positive and upbeat and I actually when she was chanting there was something about what how she was singing like I couldn't stop moving like wiggling my hips, like dancing. <laughs> my hips would just shake and hips move. Don't lie. Hips don't lie. They were just moving to her chant and mm-hmm. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> it was weird. I just, I couldn't stop the dancing, the twitching, the moving and jiving. And uh, yeah, so that was most of the mm-hmm. the second night experience. And so we spent some time the morning after each ceremony journaling our experience and I ended up with a few key takeaways, most of which I've talked about, but just the intense gratitude for you, for our life, for our relationship, for where my life is. I also, you know, one of my takeaways is I'm a lot stronger than I give myself credit for. I'm stronger than I think I am. And I learned that through this whole experience. Mm-hmm. I also came through with a strong sense of forgiveness you know, going back to that that intense gratitude I felt for all the shit I dealt with, it really helped me move through forgiving people who've hurt me. People like, you know, people I trusted, people I didn't, but the shitty experiences I had, like I said, I was grateful for them because I got here. And so it made it a lot easier to 
forgive and move on when you get that sort of gratitude for them. Mm-hmm. And then the last takeaway was that I need to trust myself more. Less thinking, less analyzing in my head, more feeling in my body. Feel the feelings when they come up, name them, figure out where I'm feeling them in my body, and then just feel it until it tr- passes. Mm-hmm. Trust myself. So those are my main takeaways from the whole experience. Nice. Yeah, mine were, <clears throat> you know, the first night was more positive and appeared, mm-hmm. quote unquote, appeared like the better experience mm-hmm. and the more positive experience. But I felt really gross the next day. I didn't really talk much about that. But when we went yeah, to the school, you felt a bit hungover. I felt hungover. I felt low energy. I felt like I didn't get, I didn't, well, I didn't get a lot of rest, but I felt, <laughs> I felt really poorly the next day. And that's actually why I took less mm-hmm. because I thought, geez, this, this, I don't want to feel like this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And because yeah, at that school with the kids, as much as I had a great time, I, I wasn't my best self. I didn't mm-hmm. feel great. And so at, at, I was lethargic and, you know, on the surface, it appeared that the first night was the better experience. And Mm -hmm. the second night, you know, when you face value, just the Mm -hmm. the experiences alone at at that, at night, the second experience seemed way more negative, like death and all that, you know, just not fun Mm -hmm. stuff to see. And, and I guess, reinforced was to your point the gratitude all of it both the positive and the negative I I came away with this really strong sense of gratitude and love that I pulled from that that negative experience quote-unquote negative experience and you know the lesson that I pulled from that knowing that the the fears aren't real Mm -hmm. and that it's just all made up by me Mm -hmm. and that I have everything inside of me to get through them it's it's all up to me it's just how you believe or feel about a certain thing like you can push through that Mm -hmm. and then it it gave me a sense of that I was on the right path that I was I was moving in the right direction I was doing the right things and trying to understand more about myself and this personal growth journey and you know serving in love and and wanting to make the world a better place like that's all you're on the right path like mm-hmm. that's the kind of the message i received even Validation. from even from yeah. the negative experience yeah. even though it didn't feel good it's what i walked away from so i actually felt good after the fact yeah you know, it's like pulling, me too yeah pulling the lessons out made me feel a lot better and the next day after the second night i felt way better mm-hmm. like i felt refreshed and relaxed and Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even though in the moment it felt like, it, it, like, oh, this is the this is the worst. What am I doing here? Like, mm-hmm. the, I should have stopped it for the first night because it felt good and it was euphoric and it was great. And then the second night, this death and all this nonsense. I don't. What? What? what I, why did I sign up for this? Mm-hmm. But the next day, made it all worthwhile. Yeah. I agree. The whole ex- like I said, I I didn't have a very good first night experience, physically, but I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Over totally. those. Two nights and, and three and, days. And, and I don't know if it's for everybody, but I, for, from, from my experience, I would say if you're on the fence, mm-hmm. do your research and do what feels right for you. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend it. I like my experience was good enough that I would, if anyone said, should I do it? I, obviously that's a personal choice, mm-hmm. but based on my experience, but I don't I regret would, my experience. I would say everybody should strongly consider it. Mm-hmm. Do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. But I would consider it because you can learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not opposed to doing did, it again. And some of the people that we did it with 
had, had some extraordinary experiences. Yeah. Like really, really extraordinary. Yeah, we won't experience. get into too many details, no. but there was some trauma. There was some mm-hmm. real trauma that people felt like they had made some really great progress on mm-hmm. in just two sessions. I yeah. think they stayed longer, but in mm-hmm. we were gone. Mm-hmm. In the two sessions, they had gone through, it felt like years worth of therapy in mm-hmm. two sessions. And, and f- from the outside looking in, their experience seemed difficult. Yeah. But they were... Well, they were they excited about more yeah. and to see what the yeah. the rest of the experience so it, had. It for was them. a very enlightening experience. I learned a lot about myself. I do not regret it. I'm quite grateful that that I was brave enough to do it, and so I'm I'm glad to do it. And I would definitely think about doing it again. Yeah. So anyway, that that was our ayahuasca experience. We wanted to just share that mm-hmm. in case anyone's on the fence with that, or maybe they had never e- even heard of it. Even just the lessons, like I think the value of it is. It, like the value of listening to us talk about it is not necessarily the ayahuasca part unless you're really interested in the ayahuasca part but the 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 best part of this podcast i think this episode is you, you what th- we learned and and like that's that's the whole purpose of this is to we you know we have experiences as we go through life mm-hmm. and we get to share them and some people will take those lessons and learn from them and not have to have the scars Mm -hmm. from the experience itself. Mm -hmm. They get to take the lesson, which is the good part without having to go through the bad part. Mm -hmm. And so take from it what you will. But if you want to have your own experience and go through some of the scars, then that's cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was our ayahuasca experience in Peru. Yeah. So again, as always, if you got any value from this, if there was one thing we would, we would ask is if, you know, you could subscribe, write a review, subscribe, review, like, like, share the share episode it. with someone who you know might be interested in ayahuasca or the lessons. All that good stuff. It all helps with our mission of, of helping as many people as we can. So, all right, folks. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next time. Road of life, yes, you are.